right, welcome back from the international break that not only the football had, but the top four pod. Um, we had some things going on the last two weeks, and honestly, international football shit these days because everyone's going abroad, getting COVID, coming back, and not being able to play for their team, if not just getting injured outright. So we're, we didn't have much to talk about last week. We do have a bunch to talk about this week. Um, so we'll go over some of the international football. I know um, the English boys would definitely like to talk about what exactly Gary Southgate is doing. Um, Garbs and I would definitely like to talk about the U.S. men's national team, a.k.a. the second greatest team in the world. And then uh, <laughs> we will preview the Premier League as well um, in the second half, as usual, with some predictions. So first off, boys, Garbs, how are you doing? Good. First pod from the new house. Um, yes. How is it going? I'm currently sitting on my bed in a room full of boxes and bags. So it's Love going it. really well. Um, the white, the the missus is not uh, not upset at you right now. Oh no! I mean, pod <laughs> pod is a top priority in our household. <laughs> it's good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, Tedinho, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, but getting ready for a big uh, big golf weekend coming up. Probably the last one before we get to the place where I swear I don't play golf anymore, which when it starts raining and getting cold. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, obviously Thanksgiving week, which is, uh, as with everybody somewhat, uh, up in the air, probably. <laughs> I didn't even, I forgot it's next week. Lewis, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, TBD was supposed to be going up to Maine that got canceled. So now family may be coming here. We'll see how that goes. Nice. Watching football too, as well. Of, of course. course. If it doesn't get canceled. Yeah, seriously, at this point, who knows? I feel like I feel like half the European leagues are going to get shut down here soon. But anyway, let's go ahead and jump into some of these international fixtures. Uh, I'll let the England boys start. You can oh. talk us through uh, talk us through the uh, the ultimate attacking unit that is England football right now. Mm. I'll let you go, Lou, mate. Give it a go. <laughs> uh, well. I'll start by saying I think it's really a great idea to have Eric Dyer in the middle of a back three, uh, the man without a position, and then to play what in essence is eight defensive-minded players out of your eleven is 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 good. You know, it's a really progressive system to play when you have Chilwell, Rice, Henderson, Trippier, Mings, Dyer, Walker, and Pickford out of your eleven. I mean, what? <laughs> What are you doing? I, oh, I against against Belgium. Against Belgium. Are they are they are they the best team in the world right now? Is that what they're ranked? Or? They're ranked. They're, it. Yeah. I, Those rankings mean a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just. Don't I mean, know. they they definitely have some amazing players, so we'll give them that. They do. I mean, uh, Kielemans to me is a player that's quickly becoming elite, um, and in this game showed it as well. Um, De Bruyne, you don't even really have to say much about him. Mertens has been good as well. And yeah, I'm just at a loss for what old uh, Southgate was trying to do there. I think he's dealing he's dealing with a lot of injuries. Like I think if you look at it, like playing his back three, Connor Cody pulled out. And I've got to think, looking at the shape he's playing, three four two one, which Strangely enough, I think it was one of the few games you see in the world where you've got two teams playing 3-4-2-1 against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one team decidedly better at it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you look at it, I think Cody did a good job in the previous, you know, round of games, middle of the three, because shock horror, that's where he plays every week. Um, Dyer's, Dyer's pants. You know, and, you know, you look at kind of what they're trying to do, like, you look at the way the team's set up, right? Mings was left centre-back, left-footed, can play, no problem. Eric Dyer, problem. Kyle Walker, yeah, I probably like him better in a right of a three these days than I do as a wing-back in a five, so that kind of makes sense. Pickford obviously had another stinker, shock horror, um, see what happens to him. Then you've got Chilwell and Trippier, which you're looking at those as two wing-backs, kind of makes sense until Chilwell, I believe, got injured after like 38 minutes, which obviously isn't isn't very ideal. Um, and that's why Sarko had to come on, which again, decent replacement. Mm-hmm. Declan Rice, Henderson, same player. Henderson's better. Of course, he got injured as well. Then you got the whole Mason Mount loving. Not really sure what's going on there. Um, I think the positive, which is what we have to do at this stage, is bring out the fact that Jack Grealish looked to be very good and is going to get his third start tomorrow in a row. And we're finally going to take the reins off of a kid who <clears throat> is somewhat, you know, I don't want to use the word generational, but we don't create players like that very often. So in, in games that, let's be honest, don't fucking matter. Nope. Roll the dice. Let the young ones play. Like I'd, I'd be very tempted to give old Jude Bellingham a good 45, 50, you know, 45 minutes. Give it a go, pal. Give the young boys a go. Because, I mean, we know what we've got in this group of you know eight or nine, as you said, defensive-minded players, and it's not enough. So let's move on to the next group. Like Maitland-Niles is in the squad. Dean Henderson needs to play again. Calvert-Lewin, give him the start instead of Kane. Harry Winks, throw him in the bin. Um, <laughs> I feel... Harry Winks or Harry Kane? I didn't hear which yes. one did you say. Yes, <laughs> yes actually. Um, and then obviously... Jordan Pickford can go in the bin as well. Yes, he's actually... oh. he, he lives in the bin. That's the one that makes the least amount of sense to me to not give another goalkeeper a game. Seriously, in these bullshit games that don't matter. And it's not like you have bad backups. Mm-hmm. Like the guys sitting behind him are argue not even really arguably just are better than him. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to me that like his I feel like when Gareth first came on the scene, he did a lot of what we're talking about. Like he kind of started purging some of the old dead wood and getting some of the youngsters in there and bringing that through. And like even all the way through, I mean, you know, say what you want to say about their op- opposition in the knockout rounds of the World Cup, but they still made a semifinal. And yep. But dude, I feel like ever since then, he's kind of just gone back to reverted to being negative. Um, I mean, even in the Nations League, but it was a, they lost to the Netherlands. Matt, I can't remember, but he just kind of flipped back into being like kind of like the typical English manager where it's like safety first and don't even play all of your, like when you have, especially when you have like where England is right now, generational talent in the attacking spaces. It's pretty crazy to me that they're playing nine defensive players. So. It's 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 incredible. I'm with you though. Like you don't want to be like knee jerk and say that oh Gareth Southgate the one who got to the World Cup semi-finals now shite. However, we do have probably more talent than we've had in God knows how long, and for us to still try and just absolutely bollock it up is uh, is quite quite impressive. International football is so weird to me. Like, I feel like you have to come across 
won the right coach at the right time. Like, Frank DeBoer. Yeah, Frank DeBoer. <laughs> or, <laughs> or Bobby Martinez if you're Belgium. But, like, you have to have a coach who likes philosophy, fits with your players. Where I think if you look at Germany in the 2006 World Cup, obviously Klinsmann was more just like the, the figurehead and Yogi Love was like the kind of tactics behind everything. But then they evolved from there, like when Yogi Love took over and basically became like the final world machine that they are throughout those World Cups. Spain was the same way when – who was their manager? Was it Aragones? Yes. He won the two. He won two thousand eight. Del Bosque as well, right? Del Bosque, that's right. Yeah. So like those kind of like guys. I mean, and obviously, I think Del Bosque's job was probably the easiest job in the world. Like just put. Oh, at that point, yeah, for sure. Yeah, put any one of your amazing twenty-four players out there, and you'll probably be all right. But um, but like even the U.S. team, where like right now we're we've got some really good young talent come out. Like, I don't trust our coach to get the best out of this generation right now. So you almost have to marry the, the two. So it's always like really fascinating to me how it works. The one thing that I will say about the game and just the squad in general, I mean, Ed's already coming on Grealish, finally getting his chance um, and taking advantage of the last couple of games. Um, Kyo Saka, I think is a player on a similar trajectory who, for Arsenal and for England needs to be featured in it. I mean, for his age, the things that he's doing is is pretty impressive. I think I read in, in this game, he played 60-something minutes and he had more key passes than anyone on the pitch, including De Bruyne. And I was playing Ooh. as a left wing wing back, which, you know... Suck not, on that, Garbs. Not, Suck on that. <laughs> it's not who, so who, is that? who is that? Saka? Saka, yeah. yeah. I mean, him... Grealish should be the first names on the list to me. And then you fit people in. Then Pickford, third. <laughs> he just can't, I mean, he just can't go out his own way. And we've, we've tried, I've tried to defend the fella in the past on this, on this podcast. And it's, it's very difficult to do so. Um, especially when he just keeps taking any sort of defense you give him and just sticking it right back in your face and saying, no, mate, really, I am absolute. Shocking at this at this point in time. So I think he's. Uh, we've got two good keepers: Nick Pope, Dean Henderson. Like, mm-hmm. let's stop. That is though. Henderson's Henderson's not really playing right now because he went back to United. Is Pope Pope's playing for Burnley? Yeah. Right? Um, well, let's be honest. Pickford got dropped for a lad no one's heard of. That's true. That is true. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you look at it that way, then there's no reason not to. Pope struggled this year too, but yeah, I mean, of all those guys, I'd say Dino probably is better. So, and one has tiny arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. Um, before move before we uh, move into the U.S. men's national team, I did want to highlight the fact that Spain beat Germany six 0 today. Did you all see that? That's yeah. Did you see who had a hat trick? Yeah, Ferran. What's his name? Ferran Ar- Adrias or whatever. Uh, Torres. Torres, Torres, sorry. owned El He's El Bulli. He's the he's the chef. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of cooking lately on YouTube. So, <laughs> Who so hasn't yeah, been? Sorry. It's quarantine. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> my, cooking, my cooking skills have gone through the roof, my friend. Yeah, I mean, between that and the golf videos that Garbs and I were talking about last week, it's pretty much all I watch now at night before yep. I fall asleep. So, yes. Yep. So sorry, I've been doing some HGTV out of there. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you're gonna have to with the new house, man. No kidding. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, Frontoris, he scored a hat trick. Three other guys scored goals. I didn't actually see any of it, but I mean, that's not great for Germany right there at all. Did anybody watch this game? I, I did. Did I not watch it. I watched some of it. Um, I believe actually, what's really quite incredible is Spain had a goal disallowed for offside as well. Did they really? So it, mm-hmm. it should have been seven. Um, Germany just, I think, it's one of these odd games. I mean, we talked before about you know Villa and, <clears throat> and Liverpool being an odd game. You know, I think this is obviously a very odd game. I mean, the last time I conceded five, I think, was uh, England in like so you guys, yeah, it's five one, yeah. and then bef- before that, the biggest defeat I think was nineteen thirty six or something like that. So I mean, odd game, but you got to question things like Germany, obviously. For a team that's always successful, have stuck by old Yogi Love for a long time, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's done some strange things. <laughs> in... When he left Sane out of the World Cup, when he was the best young player and just, in the world, obviously scratch and sniffing himself as well. I mean, these are things that should get you sacked, <laughs> but like <laughs> you look at it, and it's it's obviously just the Nations League, which you know, let's be honest, is a made-up thing that no one really understands, but. It is a it is a competitive competition, and you look at it now, and they just got battered six nil, um, which is just incredible. So it'll be interesting to see how the next uh, the next result goes, because obviously we're in this weird space, and I can go on a long, long discussion about how international football's losing its luster with everybody, but uh, Germans can't lose again next game. Put it that way. Yeah, I don't know why we're having these fixtures right now in the first place in the middle of a pandemic where people are flying around the world to play in these games and then coming back to their clubs and spreading COVID everywhere. That's just my take. Well, but when we're talking about for... bubbles, we have bubbles yeah. and we eliminate and... bubbles. Yeah. We pop bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> and then like if for if something like you said, the Nations League, which is pretty much useless at this point. When you, Not to mention you're going to have... Our schedules are already tightened as, as they are from a club perspective between your European competition, your domestic leagues. People are getting injured left and right because there's no preseason. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just dumb to me. And then you're going to have the, the Euros this summer. I mean, you're, you're pretty much going to go, I'd say, three or four years with no summer break, except for a couple of weeks for most players at the top level now at this rate. So, 100%. To eliminate some of these games would be make a lot of sense, but obviously. UEFA and FIFA are never known for having a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was nice from a U.S. men's national team perspective, guard, I'm sure you'll agree, to actually watch some of our talent, which all, we had no MLS players in, which was also interesting and fun to watch. But One. But we did have one? Legit. Oh, okay. Legit, and he was the most out-of-place guy on the pitch <laughs> in the first game. You, you could literally watch the game and just be like, oh, that guy, he's the one. Yeah, no, no joke. That's what it was because I watched all ninety of that. Was that the Welsh game? game? And it was like, oh, that was yeah. Dull. And it was like, oh, we'd have intricate play and good build up and guys playing in the half spaces and all this good stuff. And then the finished product was supposed to come from Legit, and it was like, oh, yep, that's why it's nil now. <laughs> so, meanwhile, uh, Gareth Bale was watching the Masters up in the up in the, the suite or on the sidelines, which is great. Uh, but, some um, things don't change. That's true. That's true. But uh, smiling the whole time yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. The second, the second game though, was definitely great. Gio Reyna looks to be the business. So, seeing him and what Garza, did you say you think he's already better than Pulisic, or he will be better than Pulisic? 
Yes. And I think that from a, like, he can, 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 wow, good, good talking there. He can completely control a game. And like, maybe it's a position difference too, but you watch the way he, both games, I thought he was phenomenal. The first 45 of the Welsh game too, both games, like everything runs through him. Um, I was actually very surprised at how well McKinney played also, but um, he has a little edge to him that we've always known, but he has a little bit more quality to him now. Maybe could it be that he's playing with better guys around him with the national team, guys with technical skill, but also Juventus is probably helping him a bit. And maybe looking at the results last year, end of last year, Schalke wasn't really helping him to look very good. Um, but he was really impressive. Geo, Geo just, I've never seen an American that plays that way. Um, and maybe his dad, I know we were young, but the way he sees the pitch and he's two steps ahead of everybody else that's there. And that was apparent. And I'm not overreacting to the result because it, it's a shit Panama side. Um, but that being said, even in the Welsh game, I thought he just controlled the tempo and the pace. Tyler Adams to me looked really good whoa, too. Whoa, 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 whoa! Um, Take it easy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm, so? I'm, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm just laughing about all of our talk uh, post lockdown when the Bundesliga came back, and we were like, "God, these American guys, shitty." Yeah, these all the American people guys. I'm credit to now. Well, Gio looked good, but like <laughs> McKinney, I agree with you. Schalke were an absolute disaster class, and then yeah, Tyler Adams did not look great, but. I, I do think from McKinney's standpoint, playing at they definitely has helped him quite a bit. And, I mean, they seem to be putting him on and starting him in some games right up front, which is interesting considering the coach is Pirlo. Um, so, yeah. No, but he, he's, he's been box to box, and he's been – he breaks up play. He, he's decent in the final third, and that's what I didn't know about him. Um, he, he can play in the final third. I – I did think Adams was good. I thought Dest is phenomenal. Like, for me, Dest and Reyna feel like the two guys that are better than good football players. And the rest of the guys in the team, it's like, okay, these guys can play. But I feel like Dest and Reyna are those two that have quality at a level that we've never really had. For sure. Then, um, I, can only, I can't pronounce his name. Giannacci? Giannacci? Uh, Gio, yeah, we, well, we have two yeah. Geos. That's why my name on the pod is Gio Akini. I think it's his name or something like that. I think, but anyways, yep. he plays for Khan. He's uh he scored a couple goals. He was awesome. I enjoyed his movement in the box, which is really great. Like you said, it's a shit Panama team, but these are the teams that we'll have to beat in qualif- qualification for the World Cup. So we'll take it at this point, um, for sure. And it was like it was just apparent watching us play that there were no MLS players on the side. I don't know how you feel about that, but like the way the ball moved, the way we were able to build out of the back, the individual quality and technical ability of guys, which these are kids that have all been raised in Europe. And it's like, it's apparent. Yep. And, um, uh, Lewis, you'll be happy to know that Musa looked really good. Um, one of those players that, and she escaped the Arsenal Academy. We need to get him captive ASAP. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said, I saw on Twitter, like, that kid can yeah, play. Somebody's like, we need to uh, get an assistant that just follows him around for the rest of uh, his career until he captives to, to the U.S. at this point. So, but, Yeah, that, that kid has some serious skill. Yeah, so he was a former Arsenal Academy player that 
shipped off to Valencia. Um, and he's been doing pretty well there as well. So another good good young and loss to the to the crowd for you, Lewis, just to get your blood pressure up a little When's bit. When's the next uh, competitive fixture? Is there one announced or no? Uh, I don't know if the, it's announced yet. The Hex keeps like – the CONCACAF keeps like like changing stuff up. It's like every every time I see an update, it's like a different date. And that was what I was going to say, that we talked about the Nations League being the most useless competition ever. And I would argue that maybe the Hex is because it's a complete waste of time. <laughs> I love I love when we send people, send teams like the United States to St. Vincent. And then, then they yeah. go to St. Vincent and we come back and we're – you know, we're just all about how amazing the U.S. team did against a team of part-time cricketers. And then uh, we go and we play, like, Mexico at the Azteca. And all of a sudden, oh, this, the atmosphere was imposing. Well, yeah, because you played in a cricket ground last week. Like, <laughs> what, are we, what are we surprised about? In my opinion, take CONCACAF and just tear it out. Tear it out. Say all these little, little nonsensical teams have your own hex where, like, top two teams who aren't pants maybe come in and play the big boys but it's just it seems a bit especially these days with all the travel and just financial it seems like a big waste yeah. of money have like a triangular or a quadrangular whatever one you call it Caribbean tournament where you can just you know double elimination let's get the best two or three you know uh, Caribbean teams to then save their federations money allow themselves to put more federations in there in the development as opposed to sending their teams to go get beat 7-0 by Mexico, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they tr- they talked about actually, like, changing it up to that point, to, like, having even, like, Mex- like the top three teams getting buys to, like, not even the, the third round, but into the fourth round. So, um, that would make the most sense to me, like you said, because right now it's just a disaster, and you've got so many small teams of people that are barely being able to field teams in some cases. So, I mean, you're going to have your Costa Rica's, your U.S.'s, your Mexico's, your Jamaica's, and your Honduras's, but it's funny that Canada gets getting lumped into the rest of the, the, the rest of them. But, yeah. Canada's going to make the World Cup on, on the back of Davies. I hope so. I'll, if not, I'll trade them a couple players for them. Better, they better play him center forward. Huh? <laughs> yeah. He ain't doing it at left back, let me tell you. Uh, we could have jumped the gun on him a bit too with all his early success because he's been having a little bit of a struggle lately. Alfonso, is he even yep. playing, or is is like are the other guys Hernandez and Kimmich back? He's been out of the starting eleven for like the last three, I think. And when he did play, it wasn't. I think he got exposed defensively a little bit, which I I mean we'd all expect. That's not the type of player he is, but. Um, yeah, I don't think he's having his best run of form right now. And I'm not saying the kid is an elite because he's priced as the most expensive left back in the world at this point, but he not not going as smoothly as he did last yeah, year. He's, yeah, he's, he's going to have ups and he's downs. He's a kid, yep. you got you got to deal with him. You know, it's like, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold for still considering the amount of games he's playing in a row. You know, it's difficult to have consistency when you're still figuring out kind of what everything is, you know. Yep. And trying to add pieces to your game and implement them in a game, it's whatever, that's development 101. You're going to have some major bumps. For sure. All right. Anything else internationally you want to talk about or should we take a break and then get into the Premier League? I don't know if you guys saw that 
saw that Mario oh, goal on my high school pitch, but that was that That's was your class. Old high school pitch. What? No, it's what it looked like. <laughs> I mean... No, but the first touch, the first touch was ridiculous. Then the second and yeah. the third as well. No, he, he looked he looked solid, man. I thought it was inter- international football. I just think I, we've already delayed the Euros a year, right? And obviously, there's, there's a lot of lot of financial implications to, uh, you know, not doing the qualifiers and all that sort of stuff. But like, Nations League should have got bombed. They should have just got rid of that and said, you know what, this doesn't make sense where we are right now. You know, we can visit this. You know, they're trying to get the coefficients and aren't they to to decide who's gets in what groups is why they're doing it. But with everything that we've kind of alluded to, international friendlies, waste of time. Nations League. Waste of time. Bomb those off the calendars, and then if you look at World Cup qualifying, like I mean, do we? I know it's not solving the immediate problem, but if you if you've put them all and said, you know what, we're going to do the majority of them next summer, or whenever it may be, but like right now, we're sending people around the world to come back and bring COVID with them. It makes absolutely zero sense. Or just get injured straight up. Like Joe Gomez so, doing a patel attendant. Yeah. You can't. You yeah. can't tell me he does that his was patella a... tendon at twenty-two years of age, in a normal year. Yeah, that was in training too, yeah. wasn't it? Non-contact, not anywhere near him. I think we might start. I forget who it was yeah. that was talking last week and was like, "You want to have the Euros that badly? We'll do something about it now because come next summer, and you go through the list of guys that aren't going to be playing because yeah. of injury. Do you think you're going to get a turnout yeah. to watch that? And it's it's going to come down to the team that will win." Uh, Euros next year will be Belgium or France because they've got four players each position that are, that are all class and that fair play to them that's their development their country has done but like you know look at Germany for example Germany just made like three or four changes today and got bopped 6-0 by a Spanish team that had to be fair yeah. quite a few changes in it like I mean obviously Tor- Torres scored a hat trick a lot of young I mean, kids playing too he's not a day-to-day guy for Spain you know, um, well, Germany played Germany played Gundo yeah. in the middle, so that pretty much is why they lost six 0 We all know Gundo is not a big game player, is he? Is he Garbs? <laughs> no, he's not. But he'll always be on the team sheet. Hundred percent, he'll be there, whether he can play or not. He'll be there. <laughs> he'll get played around, but he'll. Oh, be quick, there. quick personnel update though from the Spain that we were just mentioning. Both Kepa and De Gea have officially been dropped. And Unai Simon is now the number one whoever, for Spain. Whoever that so, lad is, yeah. Yeah, never heard of it. It is funny that <laughs> I'm just I'm just loving that. Uh, he plays for Bilbao, man. He's the next Kepa. Oh, um, no. What? 6'3", Chelsea, get on your bike, baby. 6'3", 190. But, we'll sell him to you for 50 million yeah. like we always do. And uh, that will fund, that'll fund <laughs> our youth academy for the next uh, 10 years. Thanks very much. Yeah. They're they're immediately putting in the marketing material that he's now the number one in Spain. So, yeah. And send him send him brochures right. out to Chelsea only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like just doing cold calls into the offices. Like, hey, we sorry you missed your call. I wanted to make sure you got our email. Yeah, you're right, Frank. But, Did you get my email, uh, anyway. Frank? <laughs> New phone. Sending uh, little you, little little YouTube clips. Just sending over. Oh, but, bloody hell. Yeah. Oh, and then other one other guy I wanted to comment before he did. Speaking of this game. Tony Cruz just came out this week like an absolute dickhead all of a sudden. Like, just talking about how he hated Aubameyang's, uh 
what was it, his celebration with masks. And like then it just came out that he's been he just shits on all these other players of like it just seems comes out like kind of like a bit of a well, I won't say because this is a pod where you don't want to get sued, but comes off like an absolute dickhead. Seems kind of like I said, like the guy in baseball is always complaining about unwritten rules. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, same time. Tony anyway. can do what he wants, can't he? Yeah, kind of earned that, right? Wears Adi Pures from like 2013, and make makes Adidas make them for him. Because well, I don't know if he can because they just got bombed six 0 like you said. They did. They did get bombed. Absolutely bombed. Got includes Murata, some guy named Olmo, and and haven't heard of half. And Unai 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 Simon, Simon, top man Unai. Yeah, yeah. How about how about uh, Gaia? I don't know. Half these people I've never even heard of. So it shows how touch I am right now. International football. But let's pause there. Before we before Um, we pause, however, it's important that everybody that everybody listens. This is following on that anybody takes a look and looks at what. Luis Enrique war to manage Spain today. Yes. Yes. Those high, high top, top white, white pumas, pumas, baby. A pair of jeans. Well, I can only describe as a t-shirt from the movie I Love You, Man. That was pro- looked like it was, I don't know, like a Pantera t-shirt or something. <laughs> and a zip-up woolen cardigan. Jesus. To, tra- to coach oh, the pumpkin. national team. And if you if you have time at this moment to Google that picture, it is well worth to see for the for the listeners, all three of them, to uh, get your reaction to this outfit. I'm uh, I'm t- Twitter searching it now. Oh, I saw it earlier, but I. I'll be I honest. Didn't with dive you. into that. I would detail. probably safely say Tony Pulis looks more professional managing a football match than he did tonight. Then who? If you're going to go beat Germany 6-0, I guess you can kind of say fuck off to the haters. You can. I mean, obviously the results work for him, but look at the state of this. I haven't... I I can't find it, but what I'll do is during the break, we'll look for it, and then we'll come back in and look at these reactions. 100%. All right, welcome to the second half of the Top 4 podcast. This is where we talk about the Premier League, really what everyone really cares about at this point. We did manage to track down Luis Enrique's outfit, and it is pretty incredible. Guards also found one from preseason friendly a little while ago. We'll post both of those to the social media so you guys can get to check out. But um, we're going to be talking about the Premier League coming up this week. I don't know if we really need to revisit any of the games from two weeks ago. I think everyone was pretty happy with the results on that one. And then, um, yeah, we can talk about, I think we're going to be talking about Man City versus Tottenham, United versus West Brom, Leeds versus Arsenal, and then maybe a couple other interesting ones that pop up. But um, what did happen two weeks ago? Who did Liverpool, didn't Liverpool have a good game against somebody? can't remember. Liverpool. Uh, yeah, that was, the, that was the nil-nil, right? Or 1-1, one, one, I'm sorry. Yeah. 1-1 yeah. De Bruyne. Top, top, pen, top penalty from De Bruyne. Fair, fair result. Oh, Jesus. That was bad. It wasn't good. Um, I felt same way. I thought it was I a fair like result. It, was, uh, it could have gone either way, and I think it would have been harsh on yep. either team. But, um, yeah, first half I thought was electric just from a, a neutral perspective, and second half was just yep. pants. Yeah. 
Yep. Each team totally just kind of nullified agree. itself. Um, which, you know, big game, kind of what yes. we expect. I, what I expected the first half to be, I expected it to open up in the second half, and it just didn't, which was, which was a, sh- you know, which was a shame. And you got big Brenda this weekend, huh? Yeah, with like six players. It should be class. Nice. <laughs> and we have I saw, one I saw somebody. Yeah, somebody tweeted like Allison and uh, I think it was like Yota is on the team sheet and is like Lester don't want the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's only two players are available. Yeah, it's like we've so. got like Firmino <laughs> who probably will have, he'll get COVID on the way home. And then uh, Allison probably <laughs> yeah, likely to get COVID as well. So, uh, you know, I think we're looking at... Firmino's at a party right now getting COVID. Yeah. So, and then you're looking at Milner will be playing left back, right back and centre back at the same time. Um, yeah, it's going to be going to be class. Who are your centre backs right now? Uh, Matip. <laughs> That's it. Matip, Nat Phillips, um, and Reese Williams, who I think between Reese Williams and uh, Nat Phillips, they have... I think one Premier League appearance. I can't believe you don't want um, you don't want to get Lovren back. The man. Well, his he. This is the this is this is the moment he was born for. We can make it worse if you like. Like, there's rumours that we're going to try and sell sign Daryl Yanmat on a free transfer. (laughs) 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 So I mean, that's 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 a big beef with all this. People saying the. like more subs, whatever it needs to happen, and we need to make more subs. And I'm like, well, we didn't. No, no, no one uses them. Like, we we bitched about subs against City, and we made what one, and but we want five. Okay, we only use one. You got two more. You didn't bloody use them. Like, yeah, I think we, I think we should get more, but use them. I feel like people have been using them a lot more in Europe for sure. I I'll, I think from an Arsenal perspective, like we've had players go down injured in the first half. That's where that would definitely come into effect. Where you don't have to waste one or two subs for on injuries. You still have three more left. But I think if you had five subs, you'd use them. Or I, I thought I would have thought you would have. But who knows? I do. Have, but you also have to expand the bench. Hundred percent. Yeah, you've well. got to go from. You've got to go up to probably. You know, well, I mean, let's be honest. If, if you if you can got five of them, you probably should be able to play whoever you want. I don't know. It's it's right. uh, it's it's intriguing on the Premier League side of things. You see, there's rumours of fans coming back. Really? Before that Christmas. They just went to lockdown. Yeah, they just went to lockdown. How are they going to do that? They're coming out of lockdown December 2nd. Right back into stadiums oh. and right back into lockdown January 1st. <laughs> Here we go. Well, honestly, though, not, not having fans in stadiums in the UK hasn't made a hell of a lot of sense because they've been allowing other things. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like playwrights, you know, to right, speak I, to people. Did you see... There, there was, for the City and Liverpool game... Mm-hmm. There was a movie theater that opened up to like a thousand people to go in to inside. watch, watch yeah. the game. It's like, fuck's sake, like outside, fresh air, space yeah. people out. Like, I mean, not saying that either is right or wrong, but I'm just saying if you're going to do one, yeah. why the fuck can't you do the other? That is Silly. dumb if they're doing that. Like, I would 100% rather be in an outdoor football stadium mm-hmm. than being in an uh, indoor place with a thousand people. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I don't know what country it was that was doing the fucking. It was like a mist shower Wales. No, when no, you no, went that into was, the uh, stadium. Island, I think. <laughs> yeah. For, uh, yep. 
Northern Ireland, like you just put your arms up, like you're going through the Sanitized. airport security. And yep. You just get blasted. Every, everyone that <laughs> everyone that went in had to go through a little spray box thing. Love it. It was incredible. I'd do that to get to watch some live sports. Same. For sure. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Same. Well, luckily Arsenal didn't yeah. play two weeks ago, boys, so we can move on now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I wasn't even gonna. We're we're good. We're good. Nothing happened last week. No, we literally yeah. did not play. Yeah, great. Who who, who so, is it? And who is it that you did not? Was this two weeks? Yeah, who did like, you not play? Reflection against? period. Or... We we we, we didn't play. Oh. We we were on the pitch, but you could not call it football. Was it some sort so, of some sort yeah. of protest? The best midfield, the best midfield duo in the prem. They were Barkley yeah, and Grealish. Dude, they the the first goal they scored. Uh like holding went out to Grealish and like he was so terrified to like even step up to him. It was so it was so disgusting. Is that the one that got disallowed? No. No. That was a hell that of a goal. The, the that was a hell of a goal. But the yeah. first real real goal. Holding real and goal. someone else was out there with Grealish and Barkley and they both gave him about five foot of space and just let Hector. them cross it. Yeah. Like, I know they're gonna dive yeah. and you're gonna give a foul. But a foul's better than a goal, I think. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But Ted Tedini's prediction of uh, playing two midfielders that don't have any position not working out has seemed seemed foolhardy. Yeah. So far. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be to be but, fair, they, to be fair, it worked out against us, and then it worked out against you. And in between, they had a little bit of run of, yeah, they run of, some of games. shitty games. So, yeah. I mean, it, it works against us once in a while, in the blue moon, and then when you lot decide not to. Obviously, you guys had a you had a, a protest that day. You didn't want to play, so um, like I said, I think Villa will. That's what Villa's going to do. What they do is going to work against some teams, and it's not going to work against others. Good news for them is they're looking well on the way to just easily cruising to safety. So oh, they won't yeah. have to deal with that nonsense. That's never going to be never going to be a question. I think after those, not to be too. Too loving it, but the uh, the Liverpool result I think was going to be enough to push them through to win the you know seven or eight games they need to get safety. You know, um, yeah, for sure. Just in, in against those bottom of the table groups, but um, so here's so here's a question: Do you do you think they hold out for a top top six? No, 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 no way. Absolutely top, not. No. Top half. Oh yeah, I'd say like I'd say nine. Or yeah, 10. I think the, I think tenth is a would be a very good target for them. Okay. Again, it's like that. It's that same situation where there's so many good teams in the leagues now that like every game you're just like, ah, I could see how we could easily lose this game. So it's kind of hard. But I mean, outside of outside of like Burnley right now and Fulham at this point, although they did beat West Brom, but then again, outside of West Brom, so yeah, who knows? Uh, but anyway, let's go to the first game of the week, City. Versus Tottenham or Tottenham versus City is that is that the Tottenham home arena? It's at the toilet bowl. Yeah, the toilet bowl. Garbs, how are you feeling? Um, not great because, like Ted was saying before, Gabby Jesus and Ederson will probably come back with COVID. Um, don't know that Aguero will be fit. Don't know that Fernandinho will be fit. Don't know that. We have a left back. We don't. Um, so, I, 
I don't know. When we play without an out-and-out striker, like without Gabby and Sergio, we literally don't look like we could score for 17. To go with the young lads, you think? So, something's got to give. Um, possibility. Um, I know Aguero started training today, so or yesterday, so maybe he'll be back. But Gabby, I thought, played well against Liverpool, to be honest, and first 45. Um, I'd like to have him back in the squad. We'll see. I don't know. It's with injuries and everything up in the air. I think Laporte and Diaz will both be fitted center back. And that helps because that pairing's the best. It's not perfect, but it's the best we've looked back there from, uh, like, it feels like you have leaders on the pitch that are leading the line instead of just absolute <laughs> mass chaos, which is what I'm used to. So that makes me feel a little better. I mean, Spurs, that's a tough – I mean, it's any res, any points is a good result in my mind with the way this year's going. Years past, I would say differently, but I think any any non-loss is, is a good result. So what's your prediction? Well, I, I would like you to beat them, please. <laughs> I, I would like that also. That would be nice. Um, would every be time nice. I pick us to win, we <laughs> that would be nice. Um Every time I pick us to win, we get shit on. So I'll say Mourinho special 1-0. Oh, don't say things like this. All right. Adam, what you got? If, you, if, they, beat, if they beat you, Larry, we're just going to oh. hear over and over again all of a sudden how they're title contenders. I don't want that nonsense. I will go... Is, is Kane in, no, is nope. Kane injured? What's their what's their injury situation? I think they're mostly fit. Uh, Doherty has COVID. Okay, so it doesn't affect the price of gas. That's nope. Fine. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Damn it! I'll go two one. Uh, Tottenham. That makes me feel good because it's <laughs> that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm doing it, just for the reverse jinx. Right, Ted. <laughs> so we've both gone. You've both gone Tottenham. Yep. I can't do that. I refuse. Um, even though it's at the uh, Armitage Shank Stadium, aka the Toilet Bowl, um, I'm going to go with uh, City two one, and I'll go as bold as saying uh, I can predict the score for. Uh, Tottenham being Harry Kane via a unfairly one penalty. Here's, can I add, can I really add on to that? Who will win Harry... the penalty for them? Harry Kane. Oh, it will be Son. Son. No, I'll go Harry, Harry Kane will undercut Son. somebody, potentially cause, causing them to <laughs> dislocate a shoulder and uh, somehow win a penalty. <laughs> yeah. Was that... Was that... Outside the box, oh, was that two? He'll do yeah. it outside the box. Was that two, was that two weeks ago that that happened? Is that my favorite? Yeah. Was all no, no, the there was somebody defending him. Like, what are you yeah. looking at? It's ridiculous. Well, for my prediction, begrudgingly, I'm gonna go three-one Spurs. Three-one. Yeah. Bloody I I feeling, I want to be wrong. From you guys, just make it go the other way. 
Uh, if you have a good feeling about that, though, you need to get some cash on it because that would be astronomical odds. Yeah. Um, hmm. Might have to. Don't worry. We have a bunch of guys that are really into <laughs> playing <laughs> well, so we'll <laughs> play Gundogan. Gundogan yeah. and Rodri together. Gundogan straight off a 6-0 hammering. Good, good, yeah, the, the Gundogan-Rodri... So tell you what, if if that does field. come out as your team, I might put some cash on that on a three three one <laughs> loss because that will be elite. That'll be incredible. Right. We have uh, Man United right. in West Brom, United at home. United. Do you guys no. see the Pogba Pogba quote this no, week? Yeah. It, yeah. About playing for France, about how it's just such Jeez, a nice break so from the bullshit he, he has to deal with. He's a great guy. Then, you, then you, you couple that with he gave a penalty away because he was tired. That was the biggest joke to me. He didn't want to track back because he was tired. Cool. He said, well, you know, maybe I gave the penalty away because I was tired from having a track back, was what he said. And they went, oh, banner. That's class. Oh, against, against, Hector, against Arsenal? Yeah. Oh god, that was just a terrible challenge in the first place. But I appreciate him giving it to us. Uh, I mean, who started first last Darbs. time? Darbs. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I can't seem to think that United won't get a pen. I don't think those games exist anymore where they don't. Um. Ooh. Oof. I'll go four one yeah. United. It's I'll say three nil United. I mean West Brom are West, West Brom, Brom are, are pathetic. Let's play. This could be easy three four or five nil. I'd say I'll just go three nil. But yeah, West Brom are all West Brom right. West Brom a dog do. That's hundred percent true. <laughs> they are horrific. Um Oof. I yeah, you gotta go United. I mean I think you gotta go United probably. Thing is, is De Gea is going to play, so there's a chance of an mm-hmm. absolute Gafsky's deli. So I'm, I'm going to go three-one United. But don't forget, guys, we want United to win some of these games like this because we just want to keep Ole yeah. in the job as long as possible. Keep him at the wheel. Uh, yes. Yeah, this is a good. This is a good yes. thing. This is this is not a bad thing if he wins against shit teams like West Brom, where everyone else wins. Who everyone else wins against. I actually hope a couple of their signings look great so that Woodward stays <laughs> yeah. around too. Got to get Cavani on the field. Uh, I'm going to go with a 2-1 United win. Ooh, yeah, I think it'll be closer than we think. I think West Brom will just park the bus and then try and just put the ball on a cross anywhere near David De Gea and hope. And they're probably it'll come out. Which Or yeah. Harry Maguire. It's a, it's a very decent strategy, to be fair. That would be that would be David De Gea at number three in the goalkeeping pecking order for the Spain national team. Just so we can clarify. Unai Emery Simon. Simon. Uh, Paul Simon yeah. is what it is in yeah. in English. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I saw he's got a brother yeah, named Golfunkel. Unai is his first name. I was like, ooh, unlucky, my friend. Uh, he's he's absolutely tearing it up though. Left up. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing well, isn't he? I think he's like yeah, second or something. They won a couple of big games. Yeah, that won't last. 
How about David Silva's transformation of uh, Sosi there? No, that, that wasn't David Silva's. That was um, a couple other players. Uh, Olsen or Odegaard. Who's the other guy that's over there? Oh, uh, Nacho Monreal. Ever heard of him? <laughs> um, it's, it's all those guys. It's, it was nothing to do with Silva. Pants. Is it Yanisai is it over there now, or is he somewhere else? You mean the next yeah. the next golden boy? I think he's over there. They actually have like a How many next golden boys have United have that are now playing obscure Somebody football? Somebody just did an, an interview with uh Maqueda from way back in the day when he was like he scored that winner against it might have been Ashton Villa to like basically win them the title one year and he just dropped off the face of the earth after that, but everyone was claiming that he was uh the next big thing. I was uh Frederica, Daniel James, Frederica Machado was the biggest one. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, yeah, he's yeah, scoring on his debut, said, and then I think he ended up like bumping around. Wasn't he at like Cardiff, maybe on loan? And then he was in Italy on loan, and oh. Giuseppe Rossi's another one. Ravel Morrison, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where some of these other like like you said, Daniel James is one that probably needs to. Needs to go out on loan and get games, but that's a massively poor um, optic if you send a guy you spent all that money on to go play in a championship where you bought him from. Well, that's basically bad optics, as Ed Woodward's. He's the same story scored in his first. Oh, I was just saying, go bad ahead, optics is Edward Woodward's man. That's memo, true. So that is true. As long yeah. as the stock's trading okay on the market, that's, right, that's all that matters for them. Anyway, um, the last game that we'll be doing predictions on is Leeds yeah. versus Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Ooh. No. Oh, High really? Scoring. No, not from our side. For one <laughs> side. No. Yeah. Arteta's going to park the bus. Um, is yeah. Partey healthy? But and then he has COVID. William just traveled to Dubai. Play, which uh, actually out. on the bright side, I appreciate. I appreciate. Yeah. So you you don't want to see awful. him playing? No, he's just been out terrible. Of position like, he's not been in form. He's had like two good games, one maybe. And I mean, Pepe's definitely deserved to play over him. So. Yeah, I could see. I could see. Uh, I don't know what we'll do in midfield. Probably shotgun party, maybe. But then, I could see Peppa, Pepe. Sorry, Alba. Hopefully, Pepe, Alba, and Saka start. It'll be Laka. Fucking Laka. He's he's missed too many chances. I feel now at this point to be able. He to... is shit. <laughs> do you think he? Can... I don't think Do he does. Do you think he cares? I get a weird vibe from him. If 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 he does, then his way of showing think, it is is very odd. I think yeah, I, I think he's just very bad with body language. I think he does care. I think he's just a super conf- like he's very much a confidence player, and right now he has zero confidence. And I, to be fair, I don't think he had much confidence like when Project Restart happened. So it's been almost like six or seven months of it, and I think he's just a player that like when he has no confidence, he just kind of gives off that doesn't care attitude but he's just not getting it done from a position that we need to be scoring goals from and Abba's had one shot in like four games 
So not great from your only player who actually can score goals regularly. So he was he was a fantasy oh, drop for me. He's probably worth a lot ago. less these days, but um, I'll go. I'll go three two Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing the Costanza yeah. Costanza picks <laughs> yeah. this week. I mean, opposite of I what I think to, on I every love game. To see like a just a basketball game, but with Pepe and Alba just getting Saka just getting spread against whatever leads do. But I could definitely see Arteta just parking the bus and just doing like a a one one. So. I don't know. That's optimistic for me. So one one one's your prediction. One one. All right, baby. Ted. One you one. Go next. I'll go last. Leeds two nil. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Leeds three one. I think. Um, I will say, related news. Uh, Eddie and Ketchia scored two for England under twenty ones again. So he's now. Leading under twenty one score by three goals. Um, Blackall will still start though, even though I'd rather play in Ketia or Orba or, or some youth team forward that we have up front. So that's mainly why I think we'll lose because Blackall will play as a, a really good number eight and uh, just hold the ball up well inside our own own, own half. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, well, it's been what's happening. Love the optimism. He has to take eight touches whenever he touches the ball. And then if you watch him play, I know I've said this on text, but he touches the ball and immediately looks at who can I back myself into and maybe draw a foul, regardless of who's open or if there's a shot and goal to be had. He's more concerned about making contact with someone and not progressing the ball. Look, I'm predicting we're going to be a lot more optimistic come next week. We're four and four. We're gonna, we're gonna stick to the mantra. So five, we'll win the fifth one and lose <laughs> lose next week. So just gotta keep keep at it. Just gotta keep going. Do we want updates going. on standings for the year? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you could do that if you want to be yeah, an asshole. I mean, That's just, a good just, way to finish off the pod for the week. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> and just just putting some weight behind my own predictions here, as ne- as negative as they may seem. So coming in in fourth currently. Uh, I repeat, fourth out of four. Um, our fearless host, Adam. <laughs> <Full on. laughs> does does he reach 20 points is the question. Uh, is that, is that I, my goal I think right now, should, 20 points? Uh, coming in, we'll call it second. Garbs was 17, decent. And then Ted and I tied for first at 21. Hmm. Nice. So wait, I know, I've had a, I've had a yeah. stinker. Of a you made up some ground. Yeah, in the I think it's more that Ed's been shit. Yeah, I've, and I've, I've just been the same. Um, got a few different shares between me and him in this week, so someone's going to take the lead. It's not going to be Sisson. Guys, I'd like to highlight real quick. I would like to highlight that Leicester City or Leeds United have lost their last two games four-one against who? So there's a chance. Uh, Leicester and Crystal Palace. So there's a chance. Oof, there's, there's now a I'm chance. getting optimistic. I don't like it. Now, now your pants are getting tired. 
How about the job Brendo's doing? Brendo's killing it, man. Unfortunately, I I know what he lost. Um, did they lose to West Ham three 0 And we all kind of like mm-hmm. we're like, all right, well, that's kind of it. But because the end of the year for them, so he's about he's about to batter us three 0 this weekend. So yeah, they're uh, hey, they're in first place in the league. Can't beat that. Can't beat that at all. So. And they're playing well. I mean, you watch them play, and they've been to me one of the most dominant teams. Yeah, they've they've got and like they've got some good players. Like we just mentioned, Tillemans earlier in the podcast. Um, Jamie Vardy obviously has revamped his game and has done really well. What's his seeing show? Is he is he is he fit again, or was he just was still injured? Still. Yeah, and then I think so. I think he did a knee, so. didn't he? And then the the kid they signed, who was Saliba's, so Arsenal signed William Saliba from uh, San Etienne. They, they Lester signed his center back partner, um, who played against us. I can't remember his name now. He's got an interesting. Hold on, I'll look him up. But he's been looking really good. He's only eighteen. They got Ndidi, Fofana, Wesley Fofana, what a beast! Wow. So, yeah, got him playing pretty well. Before we'll we leave the uh, the pod for the day. I think we should touch on the uh, Fighting Joes, Southampton, performing okay. extremely well. Fourth, fourth place. Who would have, have thought that? And playing well. And playing, like, and they, yeah, like you would have thought that them losing um, Hoiberg would have meant more, but they've been good. They're getting goals from not Danny Ings and getting results. And... I don't know. I guess Hassan Hoodle's <laughs> plan every year is to get the shit kicked out of him early. Say he doesn't want egos. He doesn't want egos. Doesn't want egos. He's like, you know what? Gonna knock That's him back down to two earth. years in a row. We're gonna play him out of position. We'll play guys all over the shop. We'll lose four or five nil. Then guess what? Then I, then I get to work. Yeah, it's it's. It's a good method of his madness. He just. Get, get their shit kicked in real quick early in the season and be like, all right, look, now you got to do what I have to say. So, I mean, what they lose? I mean, his, his name's getting tossed around for some decent jobs now. Like, I think I think people are respecting him. I mean, he's a good him. coach. I think he's, like, a really good coach. Maybe sure. Germany should have a look. It's uh, fair. Where did he uh, come from? Uh, somewhere in Austria, right? Thought so. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, might be Germany. Austria, Germany. I thought. But Either doing way, all right. It'll be an interesting really weekend. Well. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing. Are you probably not. I'll be these? stuck on the golf course, which you know is a horrible place to be. But um, yeah, you know, good news is these uh, golf carts these days are Bluetooth, so we can hook it up and roll it through. Um, but no, either way. Gives us something to talk about next week. International football can get in the bin. Mm-hmm. It is the worst thing in the world. People that yeah. like it outside of World Cup, like the World Cup specifically, can absolutely do it. 100%. For sure. So, uh, all right, boys. Well, it's great talking to you. Good to be back to the pod, and uh, we'll connect okay, next boys. week. Good luck, everyone, this weekend. See you. All right.